0: Hey everyone, this is Clarissa back with 512FM, a new episode where today we're going to talk about people and brands doing way too much. Um, We're still in the middle of a social uprising. I know that the coverage of protests have not been as high as they used to be, but we're on like 34, 35 days of protesting Um, and it's a great thing because it shows that people still care and it's not a fleeting thought um and there are a lot of things have happened with brands this week and their racism but we are going to kind of we'll we'll do, we'll uh, hello we will dive into that in just a bit uh how are you we're still in the middle of a pandemic. Um, I am in Texas where our governor finally decided that if your county has 20 or more cases that everyone is and if everyone has to wear a mask when they go out now we could have prevented this by making masks mandatory and opening up the economy a little bit slower but then that would piss off his donors and his lobbyists for him to be reelected as governor. So, why listen to science when you have money coming in, right? Even if it costs a few lives, it's fine. As of today, as I'm recording this, uh, we've hit a record of 700 in Dallas. So, you know, round of applause for everyone who doesn't believe in science. You know, you've done your part and it's estimated that because we're about to go into a holiday weekend where most people gather we are going to hit a thousand cases in our city alone that's insane but you know what I think now I think because you know we don't believe in science I think we can do it y'all I think we can do it. I think we can. Because we have a lot of white people that don't want to be oppressed, right? So what they're going to do to fight the oppression of white peopling is to not wear a mask when they go out and then they're going to gather with their friends and then their friends are going to be the ones to not wear a mask so they're going to spread corona amongst each other and then those people are going to go out and they're going to interact with other people by way of going to the grocery store or just coughing on someone because they feel like they can and then they're going to spread it to other people and eventually someone's going to get really sick with symptoms and maybe that person will only just be sick and they have to be home and be miserable and worry what happens to their life post-corona but 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 they might even have to visit a hospital where the hospital will say you know what you're not that sick to be here so here are some meds and go home or or the hospital says "Mm, you're probably gonna die anyway so we're not gonna take you in because those are the choices that hospitals get to make but hey 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 fight the power don't wear a mask, I guess. Like sorry for my long tangent, but this is the stuff that we are dealing with. We are in the middle of a pandemic. If I were governor, I would shut this whole thing down. No, if I were governor, I wouldn't have opened it up so fast. We were closed for a smooth three weeks and this fool is talking about opening up bowling alleys and we're all going to the mall and stuff what in the sweet valley high are you talking about sir we need to be opening these things in phases but you don't care about that right and then you're so up beauty barbie's butt because she wanted to open the salon even though it was mandatory for it to be closed at the time and y'all had her had to be released from jail immediately because freedom of rights or Whatever the hell y'all talk about, y'all didn't even pay attention to the fact that stuff was increasing. Water parks are open, or they were open, which is crazy to me. You're talking about the school year is gonna go on as usual. Unbeknownst to teachers, they found out when it all came when it came out online. You've handled this so creeptacular or craptacular, creeptacular, craptacular, to the point that like. Now we have these incredibly rising cases. Dallas isn't even a hotspot. We have 700 plus cases. We're not a hotspot. Houston is the hotspot. You also have Austin and San Antonio and, and Corpus Christi and Galveston and like Amarillo and Lubbock and all of these other places that are spreading. And it's just, I don't understand. I don't understand the selfishness of the government. I don't understand the selfishness of people. Just because you can recover from it. Yeah, you might recover from COVID. But then people, you'll have some kind of, there's so many things that can happen post COVID. You might have lung issues post COVID. We don't know. We don't know because this is a new virus. This is new. I'm sorry, I'm not going to take the word of some random guy named Bob who got his degree from YouTube University because he watched some right wing conspiracy uh, theories during his spare time. I'm not I'm sorry, I'm not going to trust you when there's a certified doctor who has all the degrees and all the letters at the end of his name saying, hey, why don't you wear a mask when you go out? And limit the amount of times you go out. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Dr. Bob from YouTube, YouTube University. I'm just not going to believe you over the actual doctor who studies the diseases and the Petri dishes and stuff. I don't mean to even start this podcast like this, but like the amount of selfishness that has happened. During this entire pandemic, it, if anything, COVID has really shown what the world and like what people are about it has really shown their asses point blank period. You can tell the ones who have a pure heart, who have a kind heart because they are tipping the tipping people who are delivering their groceries or making their food because they decide to order out, which is fine. Ordering out is fine. But you have the people you know that there are people out there who are just genuinely caring about other people because they said you know what even if it annoys me i'm gonna wear a mask when i go out it's a hundred degrees here i don't enjoy wearing a mask when i have to go run to lowe's but i would rather run to lowe's put on a mask and then take it off when i'm in my car because newsflash you don't have to have your mask on when you're in your car then risk getting corona for myself risk passing corona to my mother who I have not been able to spend time with so yeah like it's it's a lot personal but there are other people who can't spend time with their loved ones because they're at high risk why would I want to get an essential worker sick because I decide I don't want to wear a face mask and you can be asymptomatic. Asymptomatic doesn't mean you don't have symptoms. Asymptomatic, Or you don't have symptoms and nothing's wrong and nothing's, it's not going to do anything. You can be asymptomatic and the virus can still do what it does and you can still have damage from it. We don't know enough about this virus to be so careless, but y'all don't care. Well, I say y'all, people don't care. I feel like the people who are listening to this podcast probably care a little bit. And I get it. The media might overhype some things. It's what the media does. But if you're smart enough, you can look at scientific data and go, hmm, something ain't right here. So anyway, I'm frustrated. (laughs) You can't tell because literally all I want to do is to be able to go outside and want to come back home. I'm an introvert, but good God. Like, I don't want to be a forced introvert force me to stay inside I mean I go outside to run I go outside to walk if I have to go pick up groceries and stuff like that excuse me I do that but you know I do try to limit my time because I don't want I want this to be over with so I can go back to my like natural pseudo you know homebodiness. so I don't know when this is going to end because I feel like by the time we talk about this is going to end, the second wave is going to come. Or if you're like the rest of the southern states, it's more like this, the first wave part two. I don't think we're ever going to get a break. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Just know that your local and state elections matter. Um, I know Texas is having an early election now for the runoff or something in which we can't vote by mail because voter fraud. So we have to risk our lives to go line up and vote, but whatever. Um, yeah, I'm just really, I'm really, I'm really upset. (laughs) Again, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm so sorry to just rant on this podcast like this. Um, but Corona is real and I get that people are bored, man. We're bored in the house and we are in the house of bored. But the longer we don't cooperate, the longer we're going to be bored in this house. And then what? We're going to continue to be bored in the house. (laughs) We're going to go insane because we're just stuck in this house. So, which, listen, I think I'm kind of already insane. Um, At least a little bit. Not because of my little Corona rant. Um, But because I get really excited about the milestones that me and my buns are making, you know, being comfortable with one another. Um, I've been reading a lot about bunny languages and body languages, that is. And he does this really cute thing where he lies completely flat, like he's melting into the carpet and it's so cute. And apparently it means that he's comfortable around you. He doesn't feel like he's about to be attacked. And so he can just... He can just chill, and it's the cutest thing in the world. Um, and he's letting me pet him more, which is great because rabbits are usually skittish, you know. So, anyway, I'll do. I I should do a whole episode on the rabbit. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding, you guys. I'm not doing a whole episode on the rabbit, unless you want me to. Just just kind of let me know in the comments. <laughs> anyway, um, <sighs> all right let's talk some important news here um let's talk about the facebook boycotts so the last time we chatted there weren't a lot of well there weren't a lot of known companies that were participating in the facebook boycott which is pulling advertising from facebook in terms of their ads uh, for the month of july facebook again facebook makes 99 percent of its revenue from advertising. So our little 1% of just being on Facebook and yelling at our like boomer aunts and uncles or whatever um, isn't really making the money for Facebook. But those are millions of dollars that big companies put into their ad spending is. So as I mentioned, North Face, Patagonia, Upwork, RAI, and Talkspace were a few people who pull their ads for the month but ho, ho, ho. as soon as this podcast was released last, last friday more came out and when i say more i'm talking big people verizon starbucks coca-cola target microsoft adidas who owns reebok now i didn't know that but adidas said neither me nor my girl reebok will be advertising this month Clorox, Beam Centauri, which is uh, basically the company that owns like Jim Beam and Markers Mark and other alcohol spirits, Birchbox, Chobani, like the yogurt, Unilever, which is like Dove and all these other companies um, that's like a competitor to Procter & Gamble, basically. Puma, Pfizer, a pharmaceutical company, they are pulling. And again, this is a big deal because These companies, like if I do an ad on Facebook or Instagram, it's like ten dollars, you know. Like, that's toilet paper to to Zuckerberg. But these people spend like millions, like ten to fifteen million dollars a year on ads. So if you break that down into twelve, like for a month, you're cutting a lot of spending, right? Zuckerberg's going to be broke, apparently too. Like he fell out of the billionaire uh, bracket because all of these companies pulled out so he's no longer like the top three riches white dude you know sad um <laughs> i don't know what this will do for the future of facebook it's hard to tell it's july 2nd as i record this so they are just one day two days into this um but it's it's really interesting to see how like if they're only doing it for the month of july and if They'll do it and expand it to other networks like Fox News or phone News, as I like to put it. If they pulled ads from there, that could help cripple them too. And I'm about it because Fox News is not a real news channel. I have to, tr- I have to look up the documentary, but there's a documentary about how Facebook, I mean Facebook, how uh, Fox News got created. And it was meant to be an entertainment channel. So... It's very interesting how it's being shown as the real news because it's not really news. So just a little, little noggin. I learned that also in jur- my journalism class. So that was, that was a very interesting thing to, uh, to figure out as well. Um, you know, again, I, I would like to say like, I like Instagram over Facebook in terms of a platform. Um, I've been on Facebook, Oh my God, I think I've been on Facebook for like 16 years, which is so embarrassing. But I got on Facebook, Baylor was a test school. So I was on Facebook when you like put your classes on there and stuff. Like It was it was called The Facebook and you had to have your college, I think I've told the story before, but you had to have your college uh, email. So I've been on Facebook for a good moment. I don't know why I can't quit it. Now that I have 512 Studio, it's a little bit harder just because... I have my instagram but then i also have my facebook page and i just i don't know i don't put a lot of money in it which is why my stuff won't show up and i don't care (laughs) like i i don't care if people don't see my i just would rather not i'd rather market on my own platform which is being revamped right now so that's that i think instagram it's time for you to part ways with facebook um because if they're pulling from Facebook they're going to pull away from you and I like Instagram for the most part and I would hate to see it go down in flames but you know it'd be like that sometimes if you don't partner with the right people so um but you know the real winner here Tom from MySpace and if you're like me you removed Tom from your top eight friends account too and you shouldn't have and I regret that but you know what Tom has been doing ever since Justin Timberlake bought the platform from him? Minding his business, traveling, taking photos, eating his food. You ain't heard nothing about Tom. You don't hear no accusations about Tom. You don't hear about how Tom caught somebody the N-word or how Tom said that like we should build the wall. You don't hear anything about Tom. Because Tom is minding his business. He took that 0.62 trillion dollars. I don't know if that's how much money he made. Just roll with me here. And he 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 said, peace. You don't have to hear about me or my top eight again. And now where is MySpace? Exactly. And if you're listening to this podcast wondering what a MySpace is, baby, you are too young. And I am too old. And I need to be wearing night cream. <sighs> All right so here's some other news it's gonna kind of get into the topic of what we're talking about today Um, basically I've come to a point that a lot of people are doing too much and a lot of people are taking away from the importance of what this social uprising is the Black Lives Matter movement and it's personally driving me crazy so let's just get down to it Um, Hulu pulled down a non-offensive episode of golden girls because they think it may be offensive so what we're going to hear coming up is the actual episode it's titled mixed blessings so if you can find it on itunes or amazon prime download it until hulu puts it back but this is basically setting up for when rose and blanche walk in with their mud mask facials and they see that Michael's fiance's family who are all black is in the room hello we're a little early I'm Greta Wagner these are my sisters Trudy and Libby I'm I'm so sorry the house is such a mess why it's neater than our maid ever gets ours I'd hire you anytime (laughs) How are you? I'm fine. How are y'all doing? Hi. Have you met Dorothy? No, actually, they haven't. Not there. You must be Michael's parents. Mama, put your glasses on. Oh, my Lord. This is mud on our faces. We're not really black. Blanche Devereaux, this is Rose Nyland, and this is Michael's mother Dorothy, and this is Michael. This is Michael? Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Come on, Mama, we talked about this. I told you he was younger. Yes, but you sure didn't tell me he was white. (laughs) No daughter of mine is There's another episode where Rose buys, not Rose, I'm sorry, Blanche buys a hotel and she puts the Confederate flag up and Blanche is from Georgia and um, Don Cheadle's character comes in and he talks about why the Confederate flag is very harmful. So they have that conversation and this is in the late 80s. So they have that conversation and of course like you know Blanche is like the southern belle or whatever she she proclaims herself to be so yeah there are some things that might come out but then they address it and they say well this is why this is wrong or this is why this is offensive to some people so they were always really good about staying ahead of the curve now Hulu pulling this because they think it may be offensive does nothing but pulling a really good episode of the Golden Girls that's all it does it doesn't there's no rhyme or reason to do this it's kind of this like knee-jerk reaction of like okay this is how we're gonna solve racism we're gonna pull everything that's racist and then we're gonna and then everything is solved that's that's just not it though it's not it um there are actors (laughs) who are in their feelings and Well, I'll tell the story. So Jenny Slate and Kristen Bell both decided to step back from their voice roles in Big Mouth and Central Park uh, respectfully. Jenny Slate, who plays Missy in Big Mouth, is uh, plays the or voices the character of a biracial Jewish and black character. Kristen Bell voices a character named Molly, who's also of mixed race, which I don't know what the race actually is. When they both announced that they were stepping back, they said that they believed that it was time for a person of color who is either biracial or multiracial or black to to voice these characters. And then in this great avalanche of white guilt, um, Alison Brie came out and decided that voicing an Asian character um was wrong she just decided oh I can't take this anymore I did a terrible thing um Hank Azaria decided he's no longer going to voice Apu from the Simpsons after receiving royalty checks for 20 years Mike Henry who's a white man decided he no longer wants to voice (laughs) Cleveland Brown from the Family Guy spinoff the Cleveland show you guys okay before I continue let's 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 break this down okay I appreciate actually what Jenny Slate and Kristen Bell did from my understanding from reading multiple articles they were on board to do the show they had no idea who they were playing and so when they were given the part it was just like okay now I know that Jenny Slate at one point defended her playing Missy because Missy is Jewish and black and Jenny is Jewish and so she felt like she had this connection she had this kind of come to Jesus meeting during all of this social uprising talked to Nick Kroll who's the creator of the show and said hey I should step back uh Kristen Bell I have no issues with Kristen Bell making her decision either Kristen Bell I th- she tries I, and sometimes it might be like okay you're making this movement about you type of thing but I know that she tries in every way possible to be progressive and to be open and to listen. So I don't think it's fake from her at all. Again, I respect their decisions. Um, But then it just, it was kind of weird because then all of these voice character, these voice actors came out and they were like, well, I feel bad for voicing a black person. And I'm like, okay, but that's not contributing. I get it in that it does take away jobs from, actors of color or like voice actors of color who could be doing that 100% understand that but I think it was also weird because it just kind of happened it was like Jenny Slate and Kristen Bell came out and then like Alison Brie came out and then Hank Azaria who's been playing a boo for like I said 20 30 years now realizes it's offensive but you're still got money from it my dude so I don't know I don't I don't know I don't know what to do I mean, it was offensive when you took the role 20, 30 years ago, but you still took it and kept it. And I'm sure people addressed it then. So this isn't the first time you've heard about this. Um, I honestly didn't know who Mike Henry was (laughs) until I Googled. I think the Cleveland show is funny. I didn't care what color he was personally. I don't know. I know that a lot of Creators work within their own network and they don't expand their network to black people. That's their bad. But again, it's not one of those things that people think about, but it comes at a time where the, the story or the, not the story, the, the message of what Black Lives Matter means and what we want is being taken away because everybody has this like white guilt that they're acting on instead of saying, okay, how does this solve the problem? Now, if they said, that they were getting rid of you know this actor is stepping back and this actor is coming in and it's a person of color well then okay you you did the work right but you have people just stepping back from stuff and it's like okay but then what are you have you hired a person of color why do we not know that why can't you just settle all of this before you know before it gets released so it's it's kind of weird to me I don't know it's just something in my spirit doesn't sit right with this Uh, but moving on. So then Tina Fey apologizes for using blackface in a few episodes of 30 Rock. Jimmy Fallon apologized for using blackface for a character he did some time ago and it's like okay I want to know a few things on this one. Why did you Tina Fey in the year of our Lord Beyonce decide in the 20th 21st century or the late 20th early 21st century that you should use blackface for anything? By the time you created 30 Rock, by the time 30 Rock existed, blackface was done. We had already all come to a point that blackface was offensive and no one should do it. So I want to know, Tina Fey, why you thought you should have done that in the first place. I want to know from the producers why y'all said it was okay. And I want to know from NBC why, y'all, why nobody stopped it. Why do you not have people of color in your top room or in your, in your decision-making process to say, "Ooh, hey, don't do that because people are going to get offended. Why, is that, why was that not a thing? How was this even able to go on? Where in your guilt? And why do you feel guilty about it now? Because again, this isn't new. Black Lives Matter has been around since 2012. But we have been fighting for for equal rights amongst people. We've been raising these concerns since, Jesus, I don't know. 1492 when Columbus sail the ocean blue and stole land from indigenous people I don't understand this is not a new fight so why now why are you in this now and again I appreciate people coming and having their like feelings and in check or whatever but what are you what are you doing you're stepping back but then what how are you moving forward how are you helping this move forward I don't know I just feel like it's taking away things it's being nitpicky because I'll tell you this in the quote unquote list of demands and I make up that term that's not the official term in the list of demands about what what black people are seeking we want to be able to live and die and not by the hands of racist policies or racist uh, systemic system like that's that's really it. And yes, we need to have more representation, especially in Hollywood, because the representation we have or have had it's getting a tiny bit better, but the representation that we have had is not has not been great. We've only been seen very few ways, but I feel like like the the people who murdered the cops who murdered Breonna Taylor still aren't arrested. In fact, the freaking attorney general who I just found out is a black man. Anyway, the attorney general decided he's not gonna arrest the officers. He's gonna have an engagement party with lots of people at his house and no one's wearing a mask, okay? So no, he's not even busy trying to get justice for this innocent person who was asleep when she was murdered by cops. You have somebody in California who was hung on a tree and they just deemed it a suicide. They just said, oh, it was a suicide without doing anything, any kind of any kind of uh, investigation or anything until way later. And then they were like, hmm, doesn't look like a suicide. Yeah, because black people don't hang themselves on trees. Excuse me. Do you see what I'm saying, though? Like, I get it but all of these kind of like feelings of like oh i feel so guilty about the blackface. i'll take off all the episodes like that's great that's cute whatever stop making it news so just remove it but like that's we have bigger issues we're dealing with black people and now the latino com- latino community are dying in uh at dying of COVID at a faster rate, not because Black people and Latino people are, are more, more susceptible to getting it because of their color or the color of their skin or their heritage or their genetics, but because they tend to be the higher percentages of essential workers. And so they're more at risk of getting it and they're more at risk of dying from it because the access to healthcare in this broken system is at a disadvantage to them than their white counterparts that's what we're dealing with right now so okay great Miss Bree, you have your you have your white guilt about playing an Asian character and I understand it and thank you for understanding that you know pass the torch to someone else but just do it I think that's my thing just do it I don't want just do it just just everybody just take a step back and replace or do whatever not publicly And Hulu put that episode of Golden Girls back it's not offensive it's not offensive it's not offensive in the least and then um didn't write this in my notes but also Mad Men is going to write a disclaimer because there's an episode of Mad Men where one of the characters is in blackface and I'm like okay the show that is set in the 1960s and somebody's wearing blackface I mean it's to be expected if you understand the culture of 19 of the 1960s like what's next you're going to put a disclaimer about like the treatment of women we know that the treatment of women in the 1960s workplace was terrible this is not what we want this is not what we ask for okay the NFL wants to start playing the black anthem at the games sir just let your players ill. Like, <laughs> is not, what is that going to do? That's not doing anything, NFL. That's not doing anything. This is what you do. The teams that have Native American mascots change their names because Native Americans are not mascots. You want to do something bold? I'm asking you, as a black person, to make these teams accountable for whatever their names are and change the Washington Redskins to literally anything else. Literally anything else. NHL change the Blackhawks to literally anything else. The doesn't is it doesn't make people's culture a mascot. Okay, if you want to do something that's so groundbreaking and inclusive do that all right we don't need the black anthem played at at the at the (laughs) y'all I'm gonna title this episode you're doing too much because this is literally too much and what happens is this stuff gets reported over the actual like serious demands and people say that this is going too far (laughs) and <laughs> that they're they're bored of talking about it Well one You're bored talking about it It's only been two and a half weeks I'm bored of living it I'm 34 years old We'll, we'll erase the first Four years of my life Because I didn't know what racism was when I was four But like let's start in kindergarten When I was five and some girl said that my skin was dirty Because it was brown Or some other little girl Called me the n-word and I had no idea what that meant, but I knew by the, the tone in her voice that it was not a good thing. Okay, so that's my life. And people have had it worse when it comes to racism. So sweet cheeks, you might be tired of talking about racism. We're tired of living it. And we're tired of living it. And it's not because Jenny Slate decided that she wanted to keep playing Missy, a biracial Jewish and in, uh, in black girl on Big Mouth. That ain't it. That ain't why we mad. Okay. We would like to play roles of black people because representation matters. Absolutely. But we would also like cops who murder people for no reason to deal uh, to to be arrested and charged and convicted of their crimes. Can you imagine if I just busted in somebody's house and killed them while they were asleep? I wouldn't be on paid leave. Are you kidding me? I would be in prison. Because I killed someone in their sleep do you see what i'm saying these are the things we want and i need companies like hulu and netflix and everybody trying to pull their content to just stop stop and consult a black person and say hey let's have a chat let's i want to make sure that this stuff is inclusive because listen we get the difference what do you do you can't remove roots because it has slavery because roots is about slavery like we understand history and context right there is a thing going on saying that hbo is removing uh gone with the wind now i'm not a gone with the wind fan i've never seen it i've never read the books i know enough about it for me to go you know eh, all right but we know it takes place a little bit after the civil war or before it something with the civil war we know what the Civil War was. I'm not saying to remove it. I'm not reading it. But I'm not saying to remove it. But this is the classic case of doing way too much. Because again, it, it, it takes away from the important message of addressing systemic racism in our culture and in, our, in, in the society that we have. What we want has nothing to do with what's happening here I don't and I don't mean to be (sighs) I don't mean to be a jerk or a complete bitch talking about this but every time these little micro things happen you know these little like we're replacing this with that it lessens what we're trying to do it, lessons why we protest. Now taking down the Confederate flags and, and taking down which Mississippi of all states is finally doing, and that's been going on for years to have Mississippi remove the Confederate flag symbol off of their, off of their state flag. Having these monuments come down, like Stonewall Jackson and Robert E. Lee, that is important. Not because it's trivial, because those symbols that were placed, especially in black towns, were placed there during Jim Crow to intimidate black people. When you have schools named Robert E. Lee, and Robert E. Lee was known for being brutally terrible to his slaves, to the point that he was like, yeah, beat them to death. And you have Robert E. Lee Elementary, it makes no sense, especially in a neighborhood where it's, it's predominantly children of color, right? So, yes, we need to take down statues that are hailing terrible murderers and human traffickers. But removing an episode of 30 Rock is not the top priority. Just do it and move on. You know what I mean? Like Tina Fey, just do what you need to do and let's move. Let's move on. And I don't dislike Tina Fey, but I'm just saying. In the grand scheme of things, like I'm not worried about Thirty Ride, even though I've probably mentioned it more times than I've ever talked about <laughs> talked about the show because I've never seen an episode. I've never really cared to. Um. So. That's been kind of like the news that's kind of mixed in with, I guess, I don't call it hot topics because that's from the read and I'm not the read. I'm not as great as them. But, you know, that's just kind of some of the beginnings of things that have that have happened. But we're going to go back because I've mentioned blackface and let's talk about it because I know that there are people who will say, well, what if we're just trying to dress as someone and that person's black and we're wearing black makeup to honor them. And I get it. I get what you're trying to say. Um but please don't <laughs> like like don't like if you wanna dress like biggie smalls leave the black face put if it's brown, put it down. I say this every Halloween. If it's brown, put it down. Alright? White people, you don't need to darken your skin to look like a black person. We will get it. We'll get it. Okay. So if you want to dress like Biggie, like all you got to do is Google a picture of Biggie and like look up, you know, some characteristics of things that he, you know, look at an album cover or something and then you can dress like him and you can keep your skin the way it's supposed to be and you're fine. Okay. We'll get it. If somebody asks who you're supposed to be, just tell them and then move on. You know, you don't you don't need the brown makeup because what happens is you guys don't get like a a, like a light brown shade. Y'all try to go to the darkest end like y'all get like like old cover girl used to have like five colors and it was like tan and then dark and tan was always too light for me, but dark was way too dark for me so I'd have to get the two and mix it together but nonetheless y'all would get like the dark when you should be at the like beige do you see what I'm saying so it's always like to the extreme and it just doesn't work out right Miley Cyrus did a thing or (laughs) Miley Cyrus wore a costume where she was Lil Kim from the VMAs I can't remember what year but she had like this long purple wig and she had on a purple dress and then like like one it's like it's a very popular low cam outfit um but like her one of her breasts were out and she only had like this purple sequence thing on her on her nip to cover her nipple Miley Cyrus copied that outfit for her costume didn't wear blackface we all got it I've seen some where people are dressed up as Beyonce and Jay-Z no blackface they got it so if you want to pay homage to like black celebrities that you love great that's wonderful that's beautiful just look at a get an infamous picture of them find outfits we'll get it we'll get it don't you worry if you want to get somebody with an afro they have they have white afros or like afros that would match like black people i mean white hair like i i don't know I don't know all I'm saying is like don't do blackface because it's offensive so let's talk about blackface blackface is a term used to describe a form of theatrical makeup uh, by predominantly non-black performers to represent a character of a black person so you usually see this with like Sambo they used like dark grease and they Like I said it was always the extreme It was like literally black Because black people are literally black apparently Um, And they would emphasize like the nose And the lips of a black person Or of their face to say like Hey I'm a black person And they were usually like racial stereotypes where they were like kind of a happy-go-lucky person on a plantation or a dandified coon, (laughs) which I was doing this research and I still have yet to find a good explanation of what a dandified coon is. (laughs) But Jesus, I don't wanna be one, I'm sorry so again white actors would use grease on their face to portray these stereotypes and they would again over exaggerate their features and they would talk in a way that was like stereotypical to uh black americans i'm not gonna i'm not gonna pretend i know how to do that because i don't um but that's also why it's a very offensive side note that telling a black person that they speak very well for a black person is offensive, because you're assuming that black people are only supposed to speak one way. And I do over enunciate my words, because my mother does, I don't know. Um, but I've never told a white person you speak very well for a white person. (laughs) So It's just weird. Um, don't do that because that is racist as well I know you may not know that but now you know see do 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 um in 1830 blackface grew to be a very common form of entertainment in movies and plays called minstrel shows which is still a very weird word to say when you're on a podcast so I'm trying to over enunciate it very well um there is a book called Uncle Tom's Cabin and in the 1903 film adaptation all of the actors were white portraying black people which okay um for a little summary about Uncle Tom's cabin it is a story about Uncle Tom who is like this dignified slave he basically a very obedient slave and while being transported uh to be auctioned off in New Orleans so being human traffic, trafficked Ed. <laughs> um, he saves the life of this little girl named Eva and his father the father of little Eva is so grateful for this that he purchases him. So yay! Um he's submissive and he's obedient to the slave master and um but he is eventually beaten to death because he doesn't give the whereabouts of some enslaved runaways. Here's a couple of things you need to know about that in the black community being called an uncle Tom is not a good thing um an example of an uncle Tom would be Ben Carson or uh Terry Crews um Herman Cain um Kanye West um, couple of people just off the top of my head um Candace Owens I don't know what a female Uncle Tom is but like you know she's one generally a lot of black conservatives are considered Uncle Tom and here's I mean I know that it's weird to say like well black people can be conservative right politically in the United States though politically conservatives tend to adapt to policies that are generally anti-racist I mean not anti-racist that are um that are racist without it being like black people have to sit at the back of the bus type of situation um it's very not progressive where a lot of black politicians get into politics to be progressive now we can go down this whole line of How there's homophobia within like black politicians and all that other stuff, which is very true. That's a whole other episode for later that I do want to touch on, but I'm not going to touch on that today. Just know that FYI, being called an Uncle Tom within the black community is never a good thing. And also, let black people determine who Uncle Tom is. I was reading an article saying like white people, you don't get to determine who Uncle Tom is. And that's very true. Uh, so just kind of say out of that one. Put that aside, you know, Um, keep it in your head, keep it in your head and just kind of move on. Um, Anyway so by the middle of the century blackface minstrel shows had become a distinctive part of american art form translating formal works such as operas and popular um, and other popular plays for a general audience early in the 20th century though uh, blackface branched off from the minstrel show and became its own form in its own right in the united states Uh, had a large falling out A favor by the turn of the 21st century, and is now considered offensive, disrespectful, disrespectful racist, even though the practice does continue in other countries, like Denmark, which really disappoints me because that's where I was trying to take refuge, uh, Germany and Japan, it's Portugal, there are festivals where they have people in blackface. It's not supposed to be anything bad, quote unquote, but like, it's bad. Like, I just wish the world would know. Please don't do blackface. Just please put the black paint down and just wave at the people and say hi and throw your candy and then go home. Like, that's that's all I really want you to do. Um, so, yeah, that happens still today, which is, again, why I go back to the 30 Rock and I go back to SNL and all of these shows that came out in the late 20th century which you know by by that i mean the 80s and the 90s the 2000s early aughts why the hell are you still having blackface like we all know at this point in time that blackface is offensive now if you have it to say like a character's doing blackface and then there's a character telling them that it's wrong to do blackface then okay fine you're making a point that something is wrong whatever but just the fact that you would do a blackface Or you would do blackface now, you know better. You know better. Because you guys are not dumb. So it's just that you don't care, right? It's very weird also, because when I went to college at Baylor and I would go to like Halloween parties, people were very much like just did not care that they were doing blackface and being offensive. And even if we told them, hey, that's offensive, I'm not a fan of it. Um, it, it's just, it was ignored. And so, this is where I struggle when it comes to people in Hollywood, brands in Hollywood, deciding to pull episodes or you know, have characters be released from, you know, their, their cartoon characters and putting a person in color in place, which I love and I respect because in terms of equality and jobs, it is very, the chances of a black person, a black or a person of color, being able to voice a, being a cartoon voice in something that's not like the boondocks, which there's, of course, nothing wrong with the boondocks. It's a great show. But I'm just saying if, the chances of a black char- a black voice actor or actress voicing a black cartoon character on a predominantly white show is very low um a lot of that has to do with also you have a character that voices multiple you have a i'm sorry you have a voice actor that voices multiple actors or multiple characters excuse me so that's also a reason and again i understand that And I understand the change that's needed because I do believe that pop culture can influence real life. It's one of those things where when people say that I'm not like the black people they see on TV and the only thing that you have of black people on TV is what you see on BET. Which like, listen, black people on BET, there's nothing wrong with black people on BET. There's nothing wrong with it. But it's often viewed as a negative thing. So when you don't act like what they seem what they think is negative, then they're very shocked. They're so surprised that you're smart. They're so surprised that you know this mathematic mathematical equation. I don't even know how to say mathematical equation. So I'm not that person. But they're so shocked that you are really great at science, because they just don't see that with black people, even though a lot of inventions and, and cures and <laughs> medical procedures, all having to do with science, was because of a black person. We won't go there either right now. Uh, we'll talk about education. I don't know when. Um, so I understand it. I do. I don't think, though, getting rid of episodes of anything I mean you made a choice you made a choice to keep it in there I, I mean I, what, what do you there are some things that don't need to be removed there are some things that don't need to be replaced you did what you did I go back to Warner Brothers where like they did what they did right 1930s Warner Brothers was racist as hell and I had no idea <laughs> as a child. I had no clue. I was just sitting there eating my Fruit Loops, minding my business. Everything comes back to food. I was minding my business. And one day as an adult, I'm watching it and it's, you know, giving this disclaimer. But they didn't delete it. And they didn't delete it because, because that's just what was. I don't say I like it. I'm not happy about it. I don't, I don't like discovering that things that I loved were racist, you know, but sometimes it is what it is. And there are things, there are battles that you pick and choose from um, where it's like, do you delete this or do you just leave it alone, make a disclaimer and then go forward? Right. Do better. Because by knowing better, you can do better. And I think that's just what I want from everyone in hollywood stop getting into your white guilt though stop stop doing all of these little things that that trivialize and i don't think it's done on purpose i don't think they wake up and say i'm gonna make this about me and i'm gonna write this long essay i think what's happening is that people are being called out finally and it's being the cancel culture is a weird thing for me to it's a weird thing for me to to talk about only in that I don't believe a lot of things are cancel culture. I believe that it's paying the consequences of your actions culture. And sometimes that comes a little bit later than it should. Um, I won't talk about Vanderpump Rules again, but that that's a good example of it. But I do believe that I think a lot of people are seeing that other people are being kind of having a flashlight shine on their past, right? Like Jenna Marbles, who I, is a YouTube personality. I didn't really get into her too much. That's just me. I don't, I don't think she's a bad person or anything. Um, but she was doing this, uh, blackface or she did a couple of things that were blackface. I think she's just trying to be somebody, Um, her comedy was a little bit different in the beginning than it is now she got addressed about it but nothing really came of it she kind of ignored it and then she talked about it and she deeply apologized her content had changed a lot since that time she apologized for it she basically canceled herself I guess uh, is what I've read and um, you know she's apologized for it and I think that's great I do I, I Again, I'm not mad that people are taking responsibility. I guess I'm mad that the coverage is over how celebrities are taking responsibility of things that not, I mean, Grant, if you were to put a scale of how harmful the race's actions were on a scale of one to 10, one being not harmful at all, 10 being somebody died, I feel like a lot of these actions are like, Three, four. and that okay yeah that could have been a job that a person of color could have that could have been another way for a person of color to be seen um, and showcased in a different light than the stereotypical light but I mean we're fighting we're trying to find we're fighting justice for black trans women who are dying at an astronomical rate do you see what I mean like so I think if we were to keep shedding the light on the things that were the eight, nine, and tens of the world, um, because there are so many people of color, there are so many black people that are being killed by police officers that aren't getting reported, right? There are people who are being hung that aren't being reported. And we need to start reporting that. We need to start talking about that. That. Is what I want to see more conversation about. I don't care that white actress number 45 has a regret because she said the N word when she was 10. And here's here's also the thing, too. I, I understand feeling guilty. Right. And I, I do understand being like, God, I feel like I need to apologize. But I think there's also a time that you have to check yourself and have to go. Is it right for me to say this publicly or should I just kind of keep this and then we'll you know we'll work around it when the time is right to release it. Like if there was a new episode of Central Park that was coming out in October then okay I can see where you know you advertise new episodes coming out. Kristen Bell Uh, decides to leave and this person's playing this character you know what I mean like I'm not mad again I'm not mad about it and I'm sitting here trying to think what what the right response would be and the right way to do it because I don't have that answer but I wish there was just a balance I mean Hulu I want them to put the episode of Golden Girls back because girl what it wasn't racist no one thinks it's racist This is why it's also very important to have people of color, to have black people in your decision making process, because sometimes you're like you're just doing a knee jerk and somebody needs to stop you and say, hey, 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 you're good. It's fine. It's fine. Um, And like I said, I understand the need to want to apologize because you know, as a straight cisgendered person, I know that there are things that I've said or have done that, and as an able-bodied person, that have offended those in like the disabled community or or in the uh, LGBTQ community. And I want to make those wrongs right. And so I want to apologize for like the fact that when I was eight years old, I said that something was the R word, you know? But I think instead of doing that, Now that I know, I just do better, right? So because when you know better, you do better. And that's why I always say there's a difference between ignorance and stupidity. I believe that ignorance is you just didn't know. Again, last week, we talked about Eskimo pies. And I was like, I had no idea at the time that Eskimo was a slur. Because I remember hearing like Eskimo kisses all the time. And it was so cute. But I had no idea that that was a slur. But then when I found out about it, I was like, okay, I'm not, I won't use it anymore or when you talk about gypsies and that's a slur and I had no idea that was a slur until you know there's a store that I used to go to that was called the gypsy wagon and then they changed their name and they talked about why and why it was a slur and I was like okay cool I understand won't use it anymore people saying things are a spiritual animal offensive to indigenous people because that is something that's sacred to their religion and their community or religion but like their beliefs and and well, religion is I think religion would be okay to say that and that's okay it's okay because sometimes we just don't know we just pick up of what we hear at school or at work or around our family but then when somebody brings it up and they say hey like this is offensive because x y and z we don't tell them that they're overreacting like I see a lot of people do we say Oh, got you. My bad. I'm gonna do better. And then our ignorance changes because we know better now we're going to do better. Now, I think stupidity is when somebody brings it up and they tell you, okay, and they don't care and they continue to do it. It's kind of like the all lives matter thing. Like I've I've said that I'm not explaining all lives matter anymore and like why it's not right and what Black Lives Matter means. I've said it too many times. You know what it means. You are making a choice to not want to know what that means. You're making a choice to say all lives matter because you are making a choice to be racist. We've already said that this is racist and here's why. We've already told you that. It's been said a bajillion times. There are articles everywhere from from BuzzFeed all the way to like the New York Times about why that's offensive. But you are making a choice to keep using it anyway. So yes, you're stupid because you continue to act in your ignorance on purpose. And I think that's stupid. (sighs) So again, y'all there's a lot of doing too much I think one of the things to do when dismantling racism um, is to kind of again check yourself when you feel like you need to apologize for something is it worth you making a public apology Like that would be me calling my mom right now and she's asleep and I'm like, I just want to tell you I'm sorry for not taking out the chicken when I was 12. Girl, okay. That chicken has been thawed out, cooked, eaten, and digested. No one is thinking about that chicken, right? But if you did something that really did hurt someone, maybe instead of making a public declaration that you've done that, Maybe reach out to that person and say, hey, I've been thinking about X, Y, and Z during this time. And I believe there was a time that I said D, E, and F, and I just, and I didn't realize how ignorant my words were, and I'm sorry. And maybe just take it to that person that you want to apologize to. And if it's not a person that you need to apologize to, maybe just like write it out in a journal. Maybe just acknowledge it and say like, I just, I didn't know. I had no idea. And make a declaration within yourself that you're sorry and that you're going to do better. And then you don't have to worry about, you, you don't need to make it a public thing. Because it does, whether or not you intentionally mean to do it, and I think most people don't intentionally mean to do this, you're taking away from the narrative, the important story. So now, the officers who killed Elijah McClain, for example, get muddied into this story about how the episode of Golden Girls, you know, is might be seen as offensive do you see the one do you see what i'm saying so it it unintentionally makes a mockery of a movement that's so important because also understand that if we dismantle the things that we want to dismantle within black lives matter really does benefit everyone because we understand that that police are not just attacking black people and like that's it because there is a bias and at the end of the day white supremacy is meant to uphold rich white straight cisgendered men right that is the whole point of white supremacy but there are people groups of people that benefit from it, even myself which is still so weird to me but like it's true and so we need to work and focus on dismantling that. There are some things that need to be brought up to the public, and there are some things that just need to be handled one on one, or just make a vow with yourself to do better. Because we don't want to take away from the important things that are life saving. Access to healthcare is life saving. Access to, um, you know, having a free, uh, a fair trial, is life saving. Having access to education is life saving. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, I do believe that pop culture does play an influence in how people see us because we only get very few views of how Americans act or how, you know, indigenous people are, how Hispanic people are, how Latina people are. We get very, very... You know, people across the world give very small bits of that and it's not always true. Um, And we do need to change that. But again, it's a pick or choose your battle type of thing. That's just kind of how I feel about it. And that's why I feel like white people are doing way too much. (laughs) And again, it's not in a way that I think you guys are, white people are trying to be offensive or mean. They're not trying to take the story away from away from you know black people but i think it's kind of this struggle of we need to admit every single thing and especially even in the eight points you know lettering or or writing of everything that we've done wrong because we need to change it and it's like let's go vote (laughs) right like i understand that joe biden is probably not everybody's favorite democratic nominee he's not mine I say that I wanted Elizabeth Warren from day one when it was between Bernie and um, and Biden. I wanted Bernie, but we don't have that. We have Biden, and I'm not a fan of Biden. There's, a, I'm not going to go way deep into it. I'm not the biggest fan of him to be president, but I will tell you this: we have education, we have healthcare, the lives of LGBTQ um, people in general, um, everything from healthcare to access to to homeless shelters and just livelihood, basic human rights needs. All of those things are on the chopping block. Whoever gets promoted to, you know, gets uh, RGB's new, um, RGB's seat in the Supreme Court, uh, in the Supreme Court, if she decides to retire, which I mean, she probably will. All of those things are on the chopping block. And we can either have another Kavanaugh, which is so freaking triggering. I can't even, I can't even with that. Or we can try to like fix what the heck is, start trying to fix what the heck is happening. Because I'll tell you this, if I can work within a, I feel like we can work better and recover better as America under a Biden administration than what we're doing under a Trump administration. And I say all of that to say is I understand not liking Biden. But also understand that there's so many things that come at risk if you decide to just throw away your vote. I don't want to get too deep into that either. But that's just something that I want. No, I mean, we can't. If you decide to throw away your vote, you decide to just write in um, whoever you want it to or a third party. We're going to have another four years of Trump. And we see how he's acting during the middle of a pandemic. We see how he possibly knew. I said possibly. Don't you can't sue me. I ain't got no money. But how he possibly knew that Russia was paying to have soldiers, U.S. soldiers, killed, and then paying um, Afghan soldiers, you know, for that. It's a danger to everyone. Everyone who's not who's not a an able-bodied cisgendered rich white male you know so if you want to help dismantle white supremacy start caring about who we elect as politicians on every level local state federal all of those are important when you go and you vote at the polls vote in every election that you can if you're voting for city council that is important I am so thankful for our Dallas judge because if we had a Republican in as a Dallas judge, I don't even know. I don't, <laughs> I don't even know because I will say this. Shout out to Judge Jenkins. If you ever listen to this episode, I really appreciate the fact that you are pushing for us to be protected as a city. I am so thankful for that. Had I, had we just thrown away that vote, that could have gone either way. That could have gone another way. I know people that live in a Republican-run city, and their judge is like, they're just not, they don't care about the mask ordinance in the middle of a pandemic, which is so dangerous for, like, human life. So, yes, if you really care about dismantling white supremacy and you're you have like this white guilt that you feel like you need to to just explode about because in fifth grade you said something really terrible take that learn from it vote like lives depend on it because it does and just 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 put that in like okay I'm learning and I'm going to be a better person or just appreciate the fact that you're a better person for it if you're at work and you've been kind of idle about like a co-worker being treated unfairly because of their race, this is a good time to step up for it. You don't have to acknowledge it. Just step up. You don't have to say anything. You don't have to make an announcement. Doing the right thing does not require an announcement. It just doesn't. When you put away your, when you start to change, you just go, you make that note and you say, I am changing my way of thinking like this to that and you just do it and you constantly practice it because here's my thing too being sorry is an action not not just something you say if you are sorry you have to prove it and you prove it every single day that's why if somebody doesn't forgive you overnight after saying sorry that's because you have to prove it to them and that's okay you're supposed to if you've done wrong by somebody and you're going to make it right you work every single day to make it right. That right behavior, if you will, is repetitive until it just becomes so natural. so there's that <laughs> um, i I don't know what else to say. I feel like the world's falling apart <laughs> um. I I don't know if I need to like, I, I've enjoyed talking about this. I've been very nervous to talk about this because I have this like thing of a lot of my friends are white. If I were to look at like a pie chart of how many of my friends are white and black or whatever, which I would never do. I have four Asian friends, like I I wouldn't do that. But if I were to look like a lot of people in my circle are white, Um, whether they are co-workers or people I partner in projects with or like close friends, people that are like my family. Um, And I've always struggled and this might be a topic for next time, but I've always struggled with talking about this because I didn't want to offend them. I always had a disclaimer because I didn't want them to think that I hated them. And I realized that, you know, we always say that silence is complacency or silence is, uh, yeah, silence is complacency. And I feel like turning the other way or not speaking up about racism is being complacent. It's saying that you're okay with it and you're not, or I'm not. I can only speak for me. I'm not okay with it. So... It's been really good to talk about this. Um, I won't lie and say that it hasn't been hard. (laughs) Um, I won't lie and say that I haven't lost friends. Um, But you know what? It's okay. If I lose friends because I'm talking about racism, then I don't need racist friends. So, I mean, it's one person I don't have to walk on eggshells around. You know what I mean? Um, But yeah. So, thanks for listening. I have a looking around for for my bun who's laying right next to me he's so cute um you guys he's adorable I love this little bond we're having he's all melted into the carpet um not like literally of course anyway so I'll talk with you guys next time I don't know how long the series is gonna last by the way (laughs) this this might be all of season two and then I take a break I don't know anyway have a good one I'm 512 studio the word five the number 12 the word studio literally everywhere on social so follow me interact with me especially on instagram I'm good at checking the dms uh I check dms more than I check emails sorry um so just you know message me up there leave a comment on a photo whatever the case is if you've got questions ask don't hesitate to ask me I don't mind answering if I'm mentally exhausted I'll just tell you like girl I don't know I don't have the capacity to even talk about this today so anyway thank you so much for listening I'll be back next week and have a great and safe one and please wear your freaking mask love you Mean it.